Thanks for joining us today on RV Tech Talk, a podcast produced by the National RV Training Academy that is devoted to discussing ways to keep RVs in tip-top shape and ways to make money fixing or inspecting recreation vehicles. My name is Greg Gerber, your host for today's show. Today we'll talk with an Australian native who found a way to make a living in America by inspecting RVs and later learning how to fix them as a certified technician. Today's episode is sponsored by Work Camper News, a magazine and online publication that connects RVers to full and part-time jobs around the country. Whether it is running a business from your RV or working short-term jobs for a variety of employers, Work Camper News can give you information to help plan a course to live your own dream and get you on the road faster than you thought possible. For more information about opportunities to live, work, and play in your RV, visit www.workcampernews.com. Alan O'Neill is a native of Australia. He met his American wife there about 20 years ago. About four and a half years ago, they opted to move to America and traveled 30,000 miles in an RV until they decided to settle in California wine country when she got a job in the nearby area. Last year, Alan started looking for income opportunities himself. Being familiar with RVing, he took the home study course offered by the National RV Training Academy to become a level one inspector. That opened his eyes even further and he jumped into a four-week advanced training course that led to him becoming a certified RV technician. In fact, he scored so high on the test, he qualified to become a master certified technician. He just needs to spend more time working as a certified tech before he can formally attain that title. While then Ellen was traveling, he saw how frustrated people were trying to get problems with their RVs fixed in a timely manner. With Santa Rosa, California as a base, he now works as a mobile technician to help people either get on the road or stay on the road should a problem with their RV occur. He describes what the training was like and what types of things he learned in classes. Alan also explains how the instructors would inject bugs into some of the components to help challenge students to diagnose the problems and come up with the right solutions to fix them. To tell us how the crash course in RV repair helped to build his confidence, and gave him the skills he needs to fix about 99% of the problems he sees with RVs, please welcome Alan O'Neill to the show. Good day, Alan. Nice to have you with us. I appreciate you being on the show. Now, I understand you've got quite a journey to get to the National RV Training Academy because you're not from around this part, are you? No, that's right, Greg. Uh, Good day, mate, to you too. And thank you for noticing. Uh, I, I always say I don't really have an accent, and everyone else does, but there you are. It seems that I have one too. So, um, yeah, I came here uh, just on uh, four and a half years ago. Uh, my wife is a, an American citizen, and we met in Australia uh, some 20-something years ago, and uh, we were over there enjoying life, and... Uh, but we decided we'd come over and have a look at what um, the other home looks like. And my wife is a little homesick for some of the food, and her brother lives here. So we came over, bought a, a fifth wheel. Uh, we bought it online from a private seller in Ohio. And uh, we traveled some uh, 30,000 miles uh, throughout um, the northern parts of the USA, right across to Maine. Uh, and then up and down the California coast several times, and we've settled here now in uh, Santa Rosa, Cloverdale District, Sonoma County, wine country in northern California, 
and uh, where my wife has found some work and uh, and of course I've needed to um, become a resident and uh, due for citizenship next year. Very good. That's, that's quite the story. How did you wind up then in technical, becoming involved with RV technical work? Well, I started searching for an income uh, probably about a year ago. I had work as a driver and uh, uh, probably like all people, just looking for opportunities. And uh, I love traveling. We've been settled here, but we want to get back on the road and, and travel again. And so the uh, concept of a mobile tech came about just through some research through Work Camper News. And uh, it took me a little while to understand it, but I uh, ended up jumping in and uh, doing the uh, home study course, which is for uh, level one inspectors training. And then uh, moved on from there. Uh, once I be, was um, uh, passed and the home study course, I became very excited about going on to uh, becoming uh, a uh, fully certified RV tech. Very good. What did you do before you got into this? Uh, way back, I was a commercial pilot and uh, in charter, so I uh, saw a lot of the, the outback, mate, out in Australia, and um, did a lot of general line charter worked for an auctioneer company, and uh, that was probably the first 12 years of my working life. There was a little bit of tech work, but not much, uh, but I've always been interested in handyman work, and I'm a real do-it-yourselfer. I love to pull things apart, break them, put them back together again. Uh, I've never really been fully trained until I actually got to uh, the RVTA, and uh, through the guidance of uh, Mr. Cooper and uh, Leon, Leon Booth, one of his instructors who uh, took us through most of the course that I actually received formal training and uh, it's uh, really exciting to know that in just a short period of time, which was only about five weeks, uh, that I'm now fully trained, fully educated and ready to take on the RV tech world. Not only that, I understand that you have already scored high enough on the testing to qualify to become a master certified technician, all you need is uh, time working in order to get that. That's right. Uh, that was a, quite a surprise because I uh, was aiming at a pass. I was confident that I would get a pass uh, in the exam. It's quite a lengthy uh, test, that um, certified test. It's about 200 questions. They allow you three hours. Could have done it in one hour, but uh, I just felt, well, I'll dedicate some extra time in researching the questions and making sure I answered correctly. I was advised by Todd, who was one of the coaches there, to really take your time and sit through that course and take the full th three hours of the, the exam. And uh, I couldn't believe it when I saw 92.5%, which is um, the uh, above the pass rate for master's. So I was really excited. That is neat. And so you went into the training because you want to go on the road. So you see fixing RVs like at campgrounds or at other places, doing mobile repair being the way to fund that? Yes, that's right, Greg. I, um, I, I 
really enjoy owning RVs. I actually have two now. It's like I collect them. So the first one we had is a fifth wheel as a 27-footer, and that's our traveling trailer. And when we decided we wanted to um, base ourselves here in Santa Rosa, Cloverdale districts, we uh, decided we'd buy a larger rig and, and put it on an annual site here at a home park. And uh, at the moment, it's too large for our, our truck to tow. But the uh, 27-footer is easy to tow with our truck, so we travel in that one and uh, live in the other one. And, of course, having both RVs, the uh, maintenance uh, starts to go up or increase. And uh, so it became attractive to, first of all, be able to work on my own RVs, and that's why I did the, the home study course. And uh, and that honestly is really helpful in itself. I could do all, almost everything on my own just from that that uh, home study course, which is also the first week of the five week course. And uh, but then I decided if I wanted to go on and help others, which I, I really something I like to do is just to see other people enjoy their RVs rather than frust- be frustrated by breakdowns and so forth. Uh, I thought, well, gee, if I could help out other people, then I could uh, earn some money on the road doing something I enjoy. So you went into this taking the home study course, first of all, to learn how to fix your own RV because you and your wife were traveling all over the country. But then you fell in love with it to the point that you wanted more training so you could go and fix other people's RVs. Is that right? That's correct. And uh, I, um, I wanted to be fully qualified mainly because I wanted to build confidence in myself uh, because if I was going to offer services to help others, then I'm now not just working on my own RVs. I've now got the responsibility of delivering a, a, a properly qualified service and instilling confidence in others that I can work on their RVs. Some of these RVs are over $100,000, $200,000, so... I know that their, their owners are going to be very careful who they allow to work on them. And I also wanted to have the knowledge to be able to do it. So that's why I put myself through the, uh, the full five weeks of uh, training. And it's amazing the level of uh, confidence that I now have but as compared to how it was then that I, I feel like I'm, I can comfortably uh, charge for a service. In, in addition to that, I now, through the education, I've learnt that there's insurance available through an affiliation with the the uh, NRBTA, and I've taken out that liability insurance. I've now registered the business, and uh, and I'm ready to go. What types of things really stood out among the training that made an impact on you? The thoroughness in the education really surprised me. I kind of expected uh, instructional, uh, which is typical in many cases, where people read out of a textbook or um, they might be a professional teacher, but not necessarily professional in their craft. And in this case, I've found uh, Leon Booth, the instructor in... uh, uh, refrigeration and air conditioning furnaces and hot water was exceptional in that he is a tech, a mobile tech himself, and he's 
had uh, years of experience and was able to pull from that experience and include that in the theory. And uh, in addition to that, he worked tirelessly to set up test beds. He had uh, broken air conditioners, new air conditioners, uh, different models, different makes, and uh, the classroom was full of, uh, I would guess, literally 30, for instance, air conditioners in that particular class in different states of repair, and he was able to even bug test them, or I should say bug them, so that we, we would be tested then on, on our, our diagnosis and repairs. I was really surprised that the, um, the level of support the effort that the instructors go to to uh, help you through, to help you understand, and they really teach by understanding, and that's my favourite way of learning is to actually understand something first and then move on to the next level. And I think the entire organisation works to help people succeed, uh, right through from Aveda in administration, Stephanie, Cynthia, and uh, and having that facility, the brand new schoolhouse, the big red schoolhouse, that facility right there in the RV park where you can take your RV, stay there, and you're totally dedicated for a period of whether you stay a week or the full five weeks, you're totally dedicated to just learning. And that is a, a, a brilliant concept, which I really appreciated. I agree. And you had mentioned something that I think is important in that they went in there and not only taught you how to fix things and to look for things, but then they went in there and they created some problems within the equipment so that you could put your skills to work diagnosing that. They purposely broke things so that you could look for it, hunt it down, track it down, figure out what the problem was, and then go in there and fix it. And I think that really prepares you for the job. It certainly does, and, and uh, I found that's when I learned the most. We spent uh, usually three, possibly four days on just theory and, and, and studying and pulling things apart and seeing how they, how they work. And then the final day, as there was a theory exam, but there was um, a couple of hours dedicated to just troubleshooting uh, these bugged devices. And uh, that's when I, I really learned the most because all the theory was now coming into action and uh, and it was kind of a fun game. At first it was a little bit daunting because you were now on the spot to fix something that uh, no one was even going to tell you what was wrong with it. And, uh, and suddenly you had to use all the procedures and diagnose and find the fault and uh, that was, as I say, when I learnt the most, and I, I was um, uh, it was all part of a one big package, uh, as I said before, the, right from the quality of the facilities of the uh, big red schoolhouse, through to the support, through to the details and experience that they pass on, and then the uh, the training procedures. It's all good. Was that a real confidence builder? I would imagine being able to get in there and go in there and diagnose and fix a problem under the tutelage of somebody else? Well, that's right, Greg. And 
you know, one one thing that I observed when I was there is that you you wake up on Monday morning in the RV park, and you you take yourself down to the big red schoolhouse, and uh, and you show up knowing virtually nothing about an RV refrigerator on a Monday morning, and then by Thursday afternoon or Friday morning, suddenly you know probably ninety nine percent more than the average person does about an RV refrigerator and in just a period of four days and a little bit of effort and a little bit of staying up late studying and learning that they you know they are intense classes there's a lot to pick up uh, but by the end of that very short period of time you're suddenly the expert and uh, okay yes you need some experience after that but it's not hard to uh, recall on the experiences in the classroom and the interactions with not only the instructor but the other classmates, and uh, and and then you recall that out in the field as I have done already. And it's not just classroom experience that they are giving you when you get to that training. You also get the hands-on experience through the labs that they have that are associated with the classes. So they give you a little lecture, and then, if I'm not mistaken, everybody moves off to the side where they have their own piece of equipment that they can look at, and they're different brands. So you can walk around and see how other brands of refrigerators or air conditioners work. That's true. It's it's easy to um, forget that you're in this classroom environment where all different brands are provided, and uh, uh, it was pointed out to me that if you did a manufacturer's accreditation course in, say, uh, a particular air conditioning brand, then they're only going to talk about their air conditioner and they're not really going to talk about many of the faults. So um, in this particular situation, we had a level of independence where we could look at one brand and look at its highlights and then look at another brand and see its highlights and then we could compare their strengths and weaknesses and uh and really all the brands are great but you know you can uh, learn what the common faults are so you can quickly diagnose out in the field and help customers get their repair job done were there any surprises when you went through the training things that were more difficult than you expected it to be or easier than you'd expected it to be i found uh that um Probably my biggest surprise was uh, actually doing the online testing by the RVIA, RVDA, uh, and uh, how important it is to complete the entire courses and pay attention, do some afterwork study, and uh, in preparation to these tests because those tests are designed to to trick you up. Sometimes they reword questions they'll double negative some of the questions and uh, you really have to think about your theory and your training in order to pass those tests and they're not difficult exams so I don't want to scare anyone off uh, but uh, they're well structured and uh, they're designed to really make you think so if it wasn't for the the courses that we did with uh, RBTA I'd think that uh, uh, the IA test would be much, much more difficult. In fact, uh, they were a breeze uh, uh, after I had done all the training. 
So what lies next for you? Are you planning on getting a job somewhere, or are you planning to hit the road here again soon? Well, right here in my area, I've got about four RV parks, and uh, the demand for um, RV techs is very, very high. In fact, I had a, a valve problem with uh, one of my waste tanks a few months ago, and I was not able to even get a tech uh, to come out. So uh, I had to jump in and learn how to do that myself in order to get a waste tank repaired. Uh, then recently I was in uh, an RV a spare parts supplier, one of the uh, companies around here, and uh, I overheard them talking on the phone, uh, talking to someone who had a problem with their air conditioner, and they were actually saying that they do not have anyone that can come out and service their air conditioner and they didn't even know of anyone that can service their air conditioner. So the demand is so high, and uh, at at the moment uh, I've already been working on some people here in the parks and friends I know, uh, partly getting my experience up, but I've already repaired uh, an out-of-line slide, a hydraulic slide-out system in a mobile home, and uh, I was able to put the theory into, into practice, and yep, it all worked. I was able to get in and out and fix up this slide within an hour. That's great. So you're going to be focusing your attention here, for, at least for the near short term, just going from park to park, fixing problems for other people. That's right. Um, so uh, I'm yet to prove the business model, but uh, it, it, everyone tells me I'm going to be busy, and uh, and I have to say I've only been back from Texas for a, a week, and uh, I've already been busy just um, helping people out, uh, helping them with their maintenance and showing them things they can improve their lifestyle in their own rigs. How do you plan to promote your business? I'm, uh, I have a background in um, in website design, so uh, I have built a website already, but that's really just for reference purposes, so I can refer people to that website and they can see my credentials because I'm going to target heavily on the RVIA uh, and RVTA uh, credentials uh, simply because I, I just want people to have confidence that I know how to fix their job and 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 uh, so, uh, and I also want to spread word of mouth. So I want people to be able to talk about you know the success that I've done in, in working for their job, their rigs. I think that's a sound business oh, decision. I, I think that there is a lot of people out there who may be experienced or self-taught on how to fix things, but having that certification and that additional professional training. Uh, will really give your customers more peace of mind than somebody who doesn't have it. That's right. And, you know, it, it feels almost strange to be saying this in only after only about five or six weeks' uh, time from when I decided to drive down there to Texas and do this course. Uh, I was um, just an average RV owner that was kind of... Uh, stifled by the all the technicalities that go with an RV. They're, they're kind of the same as a home, but they just have different intricacies about them. And so 
that tends to make people a little bit scared to work on them and call an expert. And uh, after just five or six weeks, I'm now one of those experts. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Do you have any advice for people who are considering taking the training or jumping into the RV technician uh, career field? Do the training and do it with NRBTA. I really, really believe in the quality of this organization. I don't know of anyone else. I have seen some others, but I, I never investigated those. Uh, the recommendation through Work Camp and News to uh, this organization was accurate. And uh, I, I would say... Um, Yes, if you want to do your due diligence, do so, but I can highly recommend uh, NRVTA for um, and Terry Cooper and all of his supporters uh, to come up with the goods and, and they do an excellent training program. They are thoroughly supportive and uh, honestly open to um, helping you through. Very good. You had mentioned you have a website. Let's give you a plug for your business. Where can people find more information about you and your company? Oh, thank you, Greg. Well, uh, I'm at uh, at uh, Happy Campers RVRepairs.com. Very good. Well, thank you so much, Alan. I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us and wish you the best of luck in 2020 as you launch this new business. Thank you so much, Greg, and thank you so much, Terry Cooper and uh, everyone at NRVTA. I like Alan O'Neill's enthusiasm for every tech training as a way not only to fix the two RVs that he owns, but also to alleviate frustration other RV owners experience when they can't get their own motorhomes and travel trailers fixed in a timely manner. What really stood out for him was the fact that unlike courses offered by RV component suppliers, the National RV Training Academy educated him to the strengths of every brand, as well as the little nuances that make fixing the units a challenge. Just knowing the strengths and weaknesses of each brand of a particular component, and the ability to work on different brands while undergoing training, helped prepare him for problems he's likely to encounter in the field. Demand for technical support is so high among RV consumers that they often call parts stores, hoping to find someone who can help fix their problem. When the interview was recorded in December, Alan had only been out of class for a few weeks, but he had already found work fixing RVs. Like I said, demand for technicians is so high that it doesn't take much effort for a trained and certified technician to hit the ground running in a profitable business. And that's what Alan O'Neill did in starting Happy Campers RV Repairs. You can learn more about Alan and the types of services he offers by visiting www.happycampersrv.com repairs.com the national rv training academy's one week live training or home study course will teach you everything you need to know to fix about 80 percent of the problems people experience with their rvs you can also sign up for additional training to become an rv inspector campground technician or to provide mobile rv service for more information visit www.nrvpa.com Today's episode is sponsored by Work Camper News, a magazine and online publication that connects RVers to full and part-time jobs around the country. Whether it is running a business from your RV or working short-term jobs for a variety of employers, Work Camper News can give you information to help you plan a course to live your own dream 
and get you on the road faster than you thought possible. For more information about opportunities to live, work, and play in your RV, visit www.workcampernews.com. That's all we have for today's show. We'll see you again next week on RV Tech Talk. Thanks for listening.